Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris and tonight we have got a one-on-one episode really about nothing. This episode is about nothing at all. And to celebrate knowing nothing and loving nothing, I have brought my two favorite nothings in the world together. <laughs> Heading out to Huntsville, Alabama, you know him and you love him. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I'm uh, got a uh, nice Belgian triple right here. It's from the Gars Beer Company, which is in Franklin, Tennessee. But apparently, it is was actually brewed here in Huntsville, according to the can. It says it was brewed by Straight to Ale in Huntsville for Gars Beer Company. Ooh. Not really sure how that works, but um, but this is actually a very good triple. It goes down uh, super smooth, uh, which means. I might drink it entirely too fast for a 9% alcohol uh, beer. <laughs> I'm a big fan of, of triples. So that actually sounds really good. I love triples. Although I still think my favorite one is the coffee triple that I had at Crooked Thumb that one time. That was amazing. Hey, Crooked Thumb, if you could also bring back your namesake porter, that would be great. They got and rid of the namesake? They haven't had it in a couple of years. And the namesake porter is like the best beer I think I've ever had there. Yeah. I remember because... Uh, the first time we went there, wasn't didn't we decide that that was their best beer? I think it was the only the first time we went there. That was the only beer they had that I liked. Right, exactly. Like we were underwhelmed by the IPA. Anyway, but yes, I'm yeah. sad. I'm sad they don't have that. Anymore. The beer there now is actually really good. They've done a really good job, but the opening their opening taps were not good, except for the namesake porter. That namesake porter was really good. Yeah. Oh no, I've had a ton of great beers there over the years. So I am drinking something that sounds disgusting. <laughs> uh. I'm a bourbon fan. Everybody knows this. And Jim Beam launched a new bottle of bourbon. I don't know if it's a limited release or not. Um, But tonight I am drinking out of something called an old tub. This really sounds like I'm drinking William Howard Taft bathwater. (laughs) But it's not. It's unfiltered Kentucky bourbon whiskey from the Jim Beam company. It's actually it's a $20 bottle. So you can really find this. I found it at a couple of liquor stores for 20 bucks. You know what? I can drink this straight. Like, it's actually really good. It's a good bourbon. Nice. And for $20, you're not going to find much for $20 that you're really going to like. But this, not bad at all. Uh, let's uh, actually, let's head out to Steven. And Steven, we've gone through beer. We've gone through bourbon. I can only imagine that you're doing something with cocaine. So what are you doing and how is life treating you? Unfortunately, the recipe has been altered. So I no longer get the medicinal properties of a good bump of cocaine like we did back when America was great, I'm assuming. Uh, but I am consuming <laughs> a diet coke. So. Oh, the good old days. Steven, what's in your glass tonight? Well, when I mentioned that I was consuming a Diet Coke, that was what was in my glass. But oh. Thank you for paying attention, Chris. <laughs> I was too busy laughing at my own joke. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have our standard game. It is Mike versus Steven. If you can't tell, our theme tonight is Seinfeld Trivia. We have our regular game, but Mr. Mike Mott, do you want to give us a wardrobe update? Yes, so I am wearing my... Uh... Seinfeld Costanza 2016 campaign t-shirt. Waged a write-in campaign, didn't really go anywhere, uh, but it was a campaign about nothing, uh, so that might be why. Uh, But it was was between, I I actually, I had my wife help me pick pick between a couple of different Seinfeld shirts. I have a few Seinfeld shirts, so I'm that guy. And there's nothing wrong with being that guy. Seinfeld is a phenomenal television show. I love it. I'm just not good at the trivia with it because my wife doesn't watch it, so I don't get to watch it as much as I used to. Yeah, Leah hates Seinfeld, doesn't she? She does. So yeah, I mean, yeah. friend, we'll do Friends when Friends is on. I love Parks and Rec, so I'll, I can watch Parks and Rec. Um, and then Schitt's Creek is what we're really into now. We've seen it once, and we're both going back separately and watching that again. If you haven't seen Schitt's Creek, Schitt's Creek is hilarious. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going through The Office right now, but after that, I think Schitt's Creek might be on the list. See, I wasn't. I'm not an Office fan. I just. Oh, I loved. I love it. This is my first time watching it, and I, I, I had tried to get into it back in the day and didn't take. But this time, I love it. 
I will say this: The Office has an episode, of, an episode of television I will never ever watch again. It is the most awkward episode of television I have ever seen. The dinner party episode? No, that's awkward. It's called Scott's Tots. Oh gosh, that's even. Oh my gosh, we actually just watched that episode last week. I cannot <laughs> I was, watch that episode again. It is so awkward. It is so awkward. Oh my god, awkward. I was cringing horribly throughout that entire episode. Like I was literally burying my head. And Nikki's shoulder because I'm like I can't even watch this. This is so painful. It's so cringeworthy. It's brilliant. It's brilliant television because everyone oh, yeah. that watches it feels the same way. But it is so cringeworthy. But oh, that's man. what the deal with the office is. <laughs> and we're back. Yep. Steven, talk to me about your love of Seinfeld. Uh, well, I know for a fact that I've seen every episode of Seinfeld at least a half dozen times because that is how many times I've gone through my complete nine season DVD set. So Ooh. that's where I'm rocking it right now. Well, question number one is how many seasons of Seinfeld are there? And I think we're going to have an answer. Damn it. It depends. That that could be a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Okay. Okay. So we're going to go and we're going to get started here and we're going to start with our pregame. Your pregame brought to you by me is uh, actually kind of fun, I think. One of my least favorite characters from the TV show Seinfeld is the infamous Uncle Leo. Hello. <laughs> Tell me, do the, do the following characters appear in more episodes than Uncle Leo or less? I am not going to tell you how many episodes Uncle Leo appeared in. Standard lock-in rules apply. Your first character is David Putty. I'll lock. Steven, what do you think? So, I'm pretty sure that Putty appears in less episodes than Uncle Leo. um, Simply because Uncle Leo gets about one a season... And he's introduced way before David Putty is. So I'm going to say David Putty is in it less than Uncle Leo. Mike, what do you say? See, I said more because there's a there was at least a stretch of time in one of the later seasons where Putty was in several episodes consecutively. So I said more. The answer is less. <clears throat> I will give you the actual episode count after the pregame. Number two is Jay Peterman. I'll lock. Steven, what do you think? <sighs> this one's much tougher. Because, um, again, Leo is at least, I want to say, like one and a half episodes a year. And Jay Peterman doesn't come in. But once Elaine's hired by the Jay Peterman catalog, he's in like every third episode at least. Uh, I'm going to say Jay Peterman is in it more than Uncle Leo. All right, Steven's gone more. Mike, what did you say? I also said more for pretty much the exact same logic. And that is correct. Jay Peterman is in more episodes. Number three, your character is Mr. Lipman. Yeah, I think I can lock in with that. All right, Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I'm just I'm trying I'm just trying to figure out if there's any way this isn't less. Um, I mean, he was in it fairly frequently. You know when, when he when those earlier seasons, but I, I think I'm gonna. I think I gotta go with less. And Stephen, what did you say? I also went with less. And it's a good thing you did. It was less. Number four, your character is Susan Ross. I think I can lock in. All right, Mike. Oh, this is a. Oh, this is a tough one. Um, yeah, this one's really tough because she's really only in it for two seasons, but in the seasons that she's in, she's in it like almost every episode, I would say. So that's gotta be, that's gotta be more. I'll say more. And Steven? Yeah, I locked in with more too, because she is all over season four there. And that is correct. She is all over season four. This was the biggest gap on the list. Yep. And person number five is George Steinbrenner. <laughs> uh, are we only counting when Larry David plays him or any George Steinbrenner? 
my understanding is this is an episode where George Steinbrenner is uh, a character on the show. So I don't know if, if there are episodes with him in passing, but this is where it's actually credited as George Steinbrenner appearing on the show. Okay, I think I can lock in then. <laughs> there's been two lesses and two more, so there's no way to game, game watch it. Um, uh, Steinbrenner was, was on it a lot once George started working there. Um, I feel like it's close, but I'm going to say less. All right, Stephen, what did you say? I said less as well, but I think it's going to be like you know, 14 and 15. It's going to be real close. Yep. George Steinbrenner was on it more. Ah. So just guess, how many episodes was Uncle Leo in during the nine season run? I was thinking 20. I think that's a little high. I would guess closer to 15. It was 15. Nah. Oh, okay. neat. So David Putty was in 11 episodes. Jay Peterman was in 22. Mr. Lippman was in 11 as well. Susan Ross was in 29 episodes. Mm-hmm. And George Steinbrenner was in 16. Ah, I knew it was going to be really close on the Steinbrenner. Now, speaking of really close, going into round one, your score is eight to six with a two point lead to Steven. Woohoo. The way the rounds work is simple. The category of each question is actually the title of the episode that the question is based on. Each question is worth 10 points. Your halftime question is a multi-answer question worth 20 points total. And then you have your wager round at the end where you can wager any and all of the points that you have won so far and break that up however you want on those three questions. Round one, question number one, your category and episode title is The Wink. In the infamous The Wink episode, Kramer enters the apartment and promptly calls Jerry Archie Elaine Veronica. But what does he call George? I can lock in. That was literally in unison. (laughs) All right, Stephen, what did you say? Mr. Weatherby. Mike? I also said Mr. Weatherby. Ten points all around. Mr. Weatherby is a correct answer. And my confidence in question writing has already taken a little bit of a hint. <laughs> what did they call Kramer? Uh, Jughead, right? That, yeah. That'd be my guess, yeah. It was Jughead, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. All right. Round one, question number two. Your category is in the maestro... Kramer's friend gets offended that Jerry and Elaine won't call him the maestro. What do Kramer, Kramer, there you go. What do Jerry and Elaine actually call him? If you both want to hint, I will give you the hint, but you both need to agree on it. I mean, I'd, I'd take a hint for sure. Can I get there without the hint? Right. That's that's why I was leaving it up to you. So, <laughs> I can't, they don't have a separate. Is uh, give me the hint. I'll go with the hint. <laughs> the hint is the name they call him is actually the character's name. Fuck! I knew that. I just. <laughs> oh, okay. Then I can lock in. All right, Mike, talk it out. Keep bitching yeah, I, to your I, host, I, though. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I was. It was just funny because I was like sitting here, like I'm pretty sure it was the guy's name, but I have no idea what his name is. Um. Jeez, I don't know. I mean, it's something bland, I guess, probably. Um, I could not tell you his name. I'm trying to pull up a random name. Uh, Alex. I have no idea. I don't remember the character's name. Is that your locked-in answer? Yeah, that, that's. I, I don't have a way to logic there because I just don't remember what his name is. And Stephen, what did you say? His name was Bob. I would not would not have remembered that. <laughs> can you give me his last name? Oh, can I give his last name? I need the name they referred to him as. Um, he's not Bob Cobb. That's from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, Bob's last name. No, I think maybe I'm remembering this wrong. Maybe it is Bob Cobb. I'm going to go with Bob Cobb. Bob Cobb is a correct answer. Uh, nicely okay, done. Okay, yeah, I think that's a joke they use both in Curb and Seinfeld. Then, okay. I do not did not know that was in uh, in Curb. 
Yeah, Bob Cobb. He invented the Cobb salad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, round one, question number three. Your category is in the opera. When crazy Joe DeVola confronts Jerry and Elaine outside of the opera dressed as a clown, Elaine says that she smells cherry. What does Joe say the smell actually is? I will give you a bonus two points if you can tell me what opera they were seeing. I could lock in. Steven has locked in. Mike, talk it out. Oh, man. Uh, I know the opera. Um, I was kind of hoping that was going to be the question. But uh, what does he say that it was that something smells like cherry? I mean, I don't... This is, this is just another one. I just... It's been... So, this is the problem is... I'm Like Steven, I own the full DVD collection, but it has been... M- Many years since I've gone through it. Um, I guess I'll just I guess I'll just say it was that he'll say it was. Um, uh, do I want to say it was Secret or Banaka? It's probably one of the like something like that. Um, I'll say he said it was Banaka. Uh, the opera is I Pagliacci. Steven, what did you say? Uh, it is absolutely Banaka and Il Pagliacci. It is a callback to earlier in the episode when Elaine got creeped out of his house and sprayed him with cherry banaca. Those are both correct answers. It is that's the right Italian opera about the clown who is having an affair. See, I don't get that. We all like the cherry. Why come out with the original first? Come out with the cherry, then go to the original. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they, that episode would not get made today. There's just no chance. An episode about a creepy stalker would get made in a, on a sitcom and have it be played off as a joke. I, Half of Seinfeld would not be made today. That's a valid point. <laughs> At least. All right, round one, question number four. Your category is in the opposite. After kissing Kathy Lee on the mouth and then spitting hot coffee on her, Pendant Publishing cancels all of Kramer's future appearances including one he wanted to do on what television show? This one's hard. Yeah, it is. All right, so it's the coffee table book tour. I shouldn't be saying these things out loud. We haven't logged in yet. <laughs> no, you have not. <laughs> we, 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 both, we both know what you just said, though. Mm, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this one because I don't think there's any way to reason to it. Yeah, that, that's what that's where I'm at too. I'm just trying to put myself in that time frame. I can just yeah. That's the only thing we can do is kind of pick. Again, we shouldn't be collaborating. We're opponents here. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but for for me, I think it's almost more about beating Chris in a way. <sighs> what? The, what? What? <laughs> I don't know. Mean. Yeah. You're not coming to my birthday party. No. I keep wanting to make references, but then I'm afraid they're going to come up in later questions. Yeah, I'm in the same place, too. I'm putting a cap on it. I can remember the little speech he gives where he's like, let's see them off. And there's one like he's super offended by at the end that he doesn't get to do. Uh, this is driving me nuts because somewhere in the back of my brain, I know this thing. I'll 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 just go I'll go ahead and lock in so Steven so you can talk about it because I I know I'm not going to get there so so I can remember very clearly Kathy Lee's complaining that he like spit all over her Kathy Lee casuals <laughs> right and this is let's see what else is in the episode I think that's the same episode as the Juju Fruits I want to say I have no, I have no clue. I could I can't get to it. I, I'm going to say like Good Morning America. All right, Stephen has Good Morning America. Mike, what television show did you lock in with? I just said Oprah. Oprah and Good Morning America. Unfortunately, neither is a correct answer. The correct answer is a television show called Sonia Live. <laughs> wow! Yeah, never would have gotten there. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of it other than that episode. So. so Sonya Live was a television show that ran from 87 to 94, and it was based out of Los Angeles, California. And as we do know, Kramer does eventually get to California. He's actually... Well, I don't want to say that. 
You can't say anything. <laughs> no points there. Your scores at the end of round one. Mike has 28. Steven has 40. And we're going to move into round two. Round two. Question number one. Your category is in the red dot. I love this episode, by the way. I love this episode. <laughs> it's so funny. To help Elaine determine whether or not people smell when they drink, Kramer decides to drink what kind of alcohol? I will give you a bonus point if you can give me the brand name of that alcohol. I'm looking for the type of alcohol that it is. And bonus points if you can tell me what the brand was. I know what type. I'm just trying to think of the brand. I got to go back and rewatch Seinfeld. I th- I'm going to lock in. I'm pretty sure I can guess. Yeah, I, I, okay, I'm locking in. All right, Mike, talk it out. I mean, what is, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to think of like what kind of alcohol creamer would, would, would drink in that context. Um, I, just, I, I mean, I, I, I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll just say, and now, and I'm like sitting here trying to, like, I'm not a liquor guy, so I'm not even trying to, I don't, I don't even really know brands very well. Um, that's a, it, and every nothing that I'm coming up with sounds right. Uh, so I'll, I guess I'll, I'll just, I'll just bow out. I'll say Bacardi rum. I know it's not right. Mike is locked in with the rum and the brand of Bacardi. Steven, what did you say? So I know this is the episode where Elaine is dating a former alcoholic and they end up getting him drunk by mistake and destroying everything. And I think I remember him holding a bottle at the end of it. So I'm going to assume it's the same one Kramer had. I'm pretty sure it was scotch. And I want to say the brand was Hennigan's or something to that effect. That's the best I can do. Shit. I forgot about Hennigan's. It is the no smell, no tell scotch. It is Hennigan's. Nicely done, Steven. Yeah, nicely done. I got a bottle of scotch my uncle gave me, Hennigan's. It's been there two years. I've been using it as paint thinner. Jerry, (laughs) Jerry, Jerry. Don't you know that we drink our scotch around here? All right. Round two. Question number two. Your category is in the bubble boy. The bubble boy? The bubble boy. (laughs) In this episode, Kramer famously burned down Susan's father's cabin. But where exactly did Kramer leave his lit cigar? I, I think I can lock in. Yeah, I'll lock in. Mike saying both those sentences went up at the end, <laughs> but he is locked in. So, Stephen, you can talk it out. Okay, so they go up to the cabin, the place that has all the pies. Uh, Kramer's got the cigar. He's there with the girl. It's, it's something like clearly flammable, so we can tell. I want to say it's like a stack of newspapers. I feel like that. I feel like he leaves it on the windowsill and then it falls on the newspapers when they close the door. I think that's what happens. Okay, so Stephen, I'm assuming that means you're locking in with windowsill. Is that fair? Yes, I think that's what happens. So lock in with windowsill. All right, Mike, what did you say? I I think he's right. I was thinking it was a mantle on a fireplace, but I had the exact same vision. It's sitting on the thing and it's and like right when they slam the door, it falls off. But I, I, I locked in with a mantle. Well, points to one person here. It was, in fact, on the mantle above the fireplace. Oh, wow. Okay. Ah. Ten points to Mike. No points to Steven as this game gets a little bit closer as we move into round two. Question number three. Your category is in the doll. While in Memphis, Tennessee, Jerry buys a bottle of barbecue sauce because he thinks the guy on the label looks exactly like what television personality? I know for a fact the guy's first name because of another joke. And I'm going to back this off. It's He's not just a television personality. He is an actor as well. And that, that includes movies and television. His, I wrote television personality, but he's been in a lot of different things. Both movies and TV. <laughs> I, I, I could give you a hint if you both want it. Um, but the hint I, I don't know how helpful it's gonna be. I can just I can I can tell you the, the movie or television show that I know him from. 
I'm okay with the hint. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. So I know this particular actor from the film franchise Beethoven. Ah, I can lock in. From Beethoven? That's exactly who it is. Thank you, Chris. Who do I know from Beethoven? <clears throat> I don't think that was helpful to me at all. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Last time I asked for a hint, I'll tell you that much. Um, <laughs> who is... Who is... Maybe if I say it like him, it'll come... Who is... I do not know. I cannot think of it. I will. I'll just pass. I got nothing. All right. Steven has passed. Mike, what did you say? Uh, Charles Grodin is who I said. It is, in fact, Charles Grodin. No. I was just like, I know he's like supposed to go on the on. I forget what's tonight show or something like that with the And like he got the battle because he knew they were going to both be appearing. Yep. Steven, do you know who Charles Grodin is? Have you seen anything with him? Um, I want to say he was like in Catch Twenty Two, like the nineteen seventy movie or seventy one, something somewhere in there. Yeah, he was Arfie. He was Arfie in, in Catch Twenty Two. I know the name, but I can't picture him in my head. So, I I actually think of him as the villain in the Great Muppet Caper. Really? Absolutely. That was one of my favorite movies as a kid. Literally, the only thing I can actually remember him being in is Beethoven. He's been he he acted for years, and he just died recently, right? I think. No, he's still alive. Never mind. No, he's still alive. <laughs> Sorry, Mister Groden. I apologize. <laughs> you apologized, Charles. I, I did, Chucky. I apologize. My bad. Round two, question number four. Your category and your episode title is the pilot part one. TV's Elaine, also known as Sandy, asks Jerry what Elaine's favorite movie is. What does Jerry respond with? <sighs> exactly. Okay. Okay. I, I can reason to do this. I just kind of have to play the whole thing in my head. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because they're all joke answers. What's the deal with Brussels sprouts? <laughs> mm. These are terrible questions because they're all ones that I feel like I know and I just can't think of them. <laughs> I, I think I can lock in. I might be. This might be. In a, this might have been a referenced in a different context. But this is the this is the movie that popped in my head and it sounds right. So I'm gonna lock in. Mike is locked in again. <laughs> locked in. Yeah. Steven. You can see my you can see my how confident I am. <sighs> Steven, you can talk it out. I think he says shaft. For some reason that sounds right. I'm gonna say it's shaft. Mike, what did you say? <laughs> uh, that was way different than what I said. For whatever reason, I'm going through movies and the goodbye girl popped in my head, so I said the goodbye girl, but that might have been something that came up in a different episode in a different context. All right, and Steven pulls it out. It is shaft. <laughs> That made that that makes way more sense as an answer. That he would it's a it's a it's funny because he pulls it just it's it's so off the cuff, it's so off the cuff that that episode's hilarious. But that particular answer cracks me up every time. Your scores going into halftime. Mike has forty eight. Stephen has sixty two. And your halftime question is worth up to twenty points. Here's how your halftime works. I'm going to give you five well-known episodes of Seinfeld. All you need to do is tell me the season in which that episode appeared in. I will tell you that the seasons do not repeat, and they do go in chronological order. We are not going to go one at a time. I'm going to give you all five seasons, so you go ahead and write these down if you'd like, and you're just going to tell me what season that episode appeared in. And your five episodes are The Seinfeld Chronicles, The Jacket, The Pilot, The Cigar Store Indian, and The Yada Yada. Do you need those again? Yes, please. I'll go slower this time. Number one is The Seinfeld Chronicles. Number two, The Jacket. 
Number three, The Pilot. Number four, The Cigar Store Indian. Number five, The Yada Yada. Again, the seasons involved here are not the same. They are all different seasons. And the episodes I just gave you to you, if you played them one by one, they would go in chronological order. All right, I can lock in. Mike is locked in. Steven, feel free to talk it out. Okay, so the Seinfeld Chronicles, that's the name of the pilot, so that's season one. Uh, the Jacket, that's when Kramer is starting and they haven't changed the apartment yet. So that's going to be, the Jacket's got to be season two. Uh, the Pilot, that's the last epi- two episodes of when they're making the show Jerry, which was season four. So the Pilot's going to be season four. The Cigar Store Indian. I don't have like anything in my head that links that up. Uh, is Susan alive in the Cigar Store Indian? I feel like she is. So that's, I'm going to say season five for the Cigar Store Indian. Um, and the yada yada. That's got to be a later season. So it's got to be at least later than five. Um, but I feel like it's fairly late in the run. So I'm going to say like season eight for the yada yada. So, Stephen, if I'm correct here, you went ahead and locked in with season one for Seinfeld Chronicles, season two for The Jacket, season, I believe you said four for The Pilot, and then five for The Cigar Store Indian, and eight for The Yada Yada. Is that correct? Yes, I'll go with that. Mike, what did you say? So I was very confident on the first three, and I agree with Stephen. Seinfeld Chronicles was the first episode. Uh, The Jacket is like the fourth or fifth episode of season two uh, with Elaine's dad, uh, Lawrence Tierney. (laughs) Um, The pilot, as Steven said, final episode of season four. I wavered on these last two. For some reason, I'm pretty sure the yada yada was season seven and cigar store Indian. I wasn't sure whether it was five or six. I ended up going with six, but it was just a shot in the dark. It was basically a coin flip. All right. So, The Seinfeld Chronicles was the name of the official pilot. Nicely done. So that is season one, episode one. The Jacket was season number two. It is the overall, the eighth episode of Seinfeld. The pilot was a two-part episode at the end of season four. It is episode 63 and 64. The Cigar Store Indian is episode 74, which puts it in season five. The Yada Yada, episode 153, and that puts it in season 8. Steven picking up 20 points, Mike picking up 12. Wow. I just guessed on the Yada Yada. Okay, great. I'm looking for that. It is 82 to 60 as we move on to round 3. Steven has a uh, 22-point lead. Round 3, question number 1, your category is in the beard. While attached to a polygraph machine, Jerry gives out information that proves that he watches what television show? I'm locked in. Steven, talk it out. Uh, Is it 90210? Uh, I want to say 90210. Um, But I'm not positive. Does he say no? No, no, it's not 90210. No, it's it's um it's Melrose Place. Melrose Place. Steven has locked down Melrose Place. Mike, what do you say? Don't give me that false sense of hope, Steven. <laughs> yes, it's Mel- it's Melrose Place. It is Melrose Place. Ten points all around. Round three, question number two. Your title is the puffy shirt. But I don't want to wear a puffy shirt. <laughs> Just <laughs> you just name certain episodes and I start laughing. I don't want to be a pirate. <laughs> Looks like a pirate. When Jerry is on the Tonight Show wearing the puffy shirt, what charity is he raising money for? You need the charity name. Yes. Oh man, I can tell you what they're doing. <laughs> but I don't want to answer this question. <laughs> 
okay. I, I, I think I, I wrote this question incorrectly. I apologize. It's obviously not the Tonight Show. It is the Today Show. So, sorry. Oh, well, that, it doesn't count. Then. I, w- I was sitting there thinking, I th- I'm pretty sure he was talking to Brian Gumble, so. I had that in my my commentary afterwards, or after the question, and I'm sitting there going, um, Brian Gumble never hosted the Tonight Show. <laughs> so I had to look it up. It was the Today Show, and I, I am sorry. No, that's okay. And we we both we can both, I'm sure, picture the exact scene. Yeah, it's yeah. In um, all of its gloriousness. I I yeah. cannot. Has anyone? Did you lock in or? I have not locked in yet. Yeah. Uh... Because I know what they're trying to do. I know the goal. Right. I'll, I'll lock in just so you can discuss. I'll lock in. All right, Mike. What do you think? I'm so I'm so not clever with names that I keep going. I keep coming back to. Was it just clothes for homeless? Like that's what I keep coming back to. Um, I I, I don't remember the name of the charity. Uh, but that's what it was. They were they were they were clothing the homeless. Um. Because then that's the whole thing at the very end, you know, the the, the guys requesting the money that, you know, asking Jerry if he can spare some change and he's wearing the puffy shirt. Uh, can you spare some change for an old buccaneer? Uh, I, I, I don't know the name of the, the name of the charity, though. Um, so I'm just going to say clothing the homeless. Uh, he locked in with clothing the homeless. Steven, what did you say? I just put down Salvation Army. Uh, he's absolutely right. It's to get clothes for the homeless, but I have no clue what the charity was named. Uh, Steven, you are closer than you want to admit. Um, it does share a name with a, well, I guess we can call them a charity. I don't know if you can pay your CEO over a million dollars and still call yourself a charity. <laughs> but the actual name they used on Seinfeld was Goodwill Industries. Oh. Ah. Yeah, uh, my my advice is never look up what the CEOs of some of these charities make. <laughs> that would have been good to know yesterday. Yeah. Round three, question number three. Your category is in The Boyfriend. In the popular episode, The Boyfriend, Kramer and Jerry find out that Keith Hernandez was not the person that spat at Newman and Kramer. It was instead, what relief pitcher? I'll, I'll lock in. Uh, I can picture his face with a big mustache on it. Uh, what is his name? Uh, I cannot remember this. I, 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 I don't know. I know he was a Mets player and a Yankee. Um, God damn, what was his name? No, I do not know. I'll have to pass. God damn. All right, Steven has passed. Mike, what did you say? So, Chris, you played right into my hands. As soon as you said the boyfriend, my first thought was, please let this let this be the question that, that it's Roger McDowell at the end who's actually the spitter. But Roger McDowell is the, was the pitcher who spat, who actually spat on them. And Roger McDowell is a correct answer. So a little fun fact about this episode. Um, they originally, uh, it was not going to be uh, Keith Hernandez. The original player that was going to be involved was Daryl Strawberry, but he got into some legal trouble, and they thought even him joking about spitting on a fan in a sitcom would not be good. So they went to Keith Hernandez, and that's how Roger McDowell got involved, because they are good friends. And the contingency plan, if Keith Hernandez passed, was Gary Carter. Huh. Fun fact. I knew knew none of that. That's cool. (laughs) The power of Google, my friends. (laughs) round three question number four your category is in the trip part two while in los angeles this is a callback to earlier in this episode while in los angeles kramer is mistakenly arrested under suspicion of being what serial killer bonus points if you can tell me the name of the actual serial killer they arrested and we're looking for the Name that the local newspapers gave the serial killer the moniker that he was using. I I know it, but I don't the bonus one off the top of my head. Uh, I'm ahead. I don't need the bonus. I'll lock in. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Damn, Steven. Uh, Steven's locked in. Mike talking out. Oh, the first thing that popped in my head is the Seaside Strangler, but I feel like that may be something different. But I don't know if I'm going to come up with anything better. 
And as for the as for the name, I can tell you it's the it's the character played by Clint Howard that gets out of the cop car when Jerry and George leave it open. Um, if only that was the question I asked. I, I know exactly. Um, I'll say I'll lock in with Seaside Strangler. I, I don't think I'm going to get to the bonus either, so I'll just bow out. All right, Seaside Strangler is what Mike is locked in with with no bonus. Steven, you locked in with no bonus as well. What was your answer? It was the Smog Strangler. <clears throat> so close, Mike. It was, in fact, the Smog Strangler. Ah, and the character you're looking for, you got the actor right, the character you're looking for is Tobias Lehigh Nagy. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, they always have three names. They do. That's right. That's true. Larry David pays attention. I was about to say something, but then I realized it could come up in a later question. <laughs> We're going to have to, once this is over, just spend 30 minutes saying random quotes to get out of our system right exactly i'm counting on that like we're this recording is going quickly so i'm really counting on some really solid content for the end of this episode (laughs) all right before we go to round four your scores are mike has 80 points steven has 102 points it is anybody's game round four your entire category is revolving around who said it I am going to give you the title of the episode, and I am going to give you the quote. You tell me who said it. Round four, question number one. Your category is in the pool guy. What character said the following statement? Well, you know, all you guys ever do is sit around the coffee shop talking, sit around Jerry's apartment talking. Frankly, I don't know how you can stand it. Do you need the quote again? I, I don't. Yeah, but uh, Chris, just, just to clarify, this isn't necessarily one of the four main characters. This could be anybody, right? This could be anybody. Okay. Yeah, I okay. can lock in. Steven is locked. Mike, talk it out. I honestly barely remember this episode. I mean, I'm like Steven. I've, I've worked through my, through my DVDs a couple times, so I know I've seen every episode, but this is not an episode that particularly stands out to me. Um. I, I I will hear the quote actually one more time if that's okay. What character says the following statement? Well, all you guys ever do is sit around the coffee shop talking. Sit around Jerry's apartment talking. Frankly, I don't know how you stand it. Oh, man. Um, for whatever reason, I keep thinking that this is like, like Kramer gets a new lease on life and does something, but I just, I don't remember this. I don't know why I don't remember this episode, but I don't remember this episode. I'm just going to say Kramer. Cause I just, I don't have a, w- a way to get there. And it just, for some reason sounds like something he would say in a weird, in one of his weird, you know, states. Mike is locked in with Kramer. Steven, what did you say? I'm fairly certain it was Susan that said that. And Steven is dead on balls. Accurate. Susan says it to George. That is correct. Ten points for Steven. You know what sucks is that was my first instinct and it almost seemed too easy to, to go with Susan. Damn it. Should always go with your first instinct. All right. Round four, question number two. The uh, Excuse me. This bourbon is starting to kick in, ladies and gentlemen. But it's real. Like I'm, I'm not. I I brought drinks over here to make to chase it with. I don't need it. The, the actual bourbon old tub. I'm surprised. I'm going to go buy another bottle tomorrow. It's really good. It's it's that William Howard Taft based aftertaste. It is. It's 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 the post Taft bath that is just like rocking my taste buds right now. <laughs> Round four, question number two. Your episode title is the Facili Jerry. Am I saying that right, Facili? Fusilli. Fusilli. Sorry. At least that's what they say on the on the episode. What character said, "I can't believe you're hoarding sex moves." I'm out here rubbing two sticks together. You're walking around with a Zippo. I can lock in. <laughs> Mike, talk it out. This has got to be George. I, I mean, I feel like it's got to be George. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say George. All right, Stephen, what did you say? It's absolutely George. It is one of my favorite quotes from all of Seinfeld. It is George. <laughs> that whole episode is fantastic. I haven't seen that episode in so long, but that quote has stuck what with me What happens there? Years. Putty steals Jerry's move, right? That's what begins that? Yep. Right. Okay. Putty, Putty, cause, cause Putty's dating Elaine, and Elaine tells Jerry that Putty stole Jerry's move. 
That's right. Is that the one George with the has swirl? got something with a knuckle. Yeah, it's a it's a counterclockwise swirl. <laughs> it's a counterclockwise swirl. Oh lord. <laughs> Did you write crib notes on your hand? <laughs> <laughs> oh my <Okay>. god! <laughs> what? Okay, half, oh, half this episode uh, is just us laughing. That's good. I, that's okay. I mean, it, it's an episode about nothing, so that makes sense. <laughs> Very true. All right, all right. Serious face, serious face. Professional, professional. Round four, question number three, your category or your episode title is The Engagement. Who said the following statement? If you ask me, they have no business living amongst us. Vile, useless beasts. Oh, I can lock in. I love one of my favorite things in the entirety of this podcast is listening to Steven come up with an answer. (laughs) You can tell the moment he has it. It's great. Mike, talk it out. Uh, oh, man. Um, if you need the quote again, I can give it to you, obviously. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get there, but I'll take it one more time. If you ask me, they have no business living with us. Vile, useless beasts. Um, the first person that popped in my head was Jerry, so I'm just going to say Jerry. He's locked in with Jerry. Steven, what did you say? I'm pretty sure that is how Newman describes dogs. Damn it. That's a Newman quote. Yep, definitely. The man that can't stand broccoli and can't stand dogs, yet somehow dated a woman and dumped a woman that Jerry dated. I don't understand it, but it was Newman nicely done, Steven. Yeah, you can tell because anything he doesn't like, he describes as vile. Like broccoli is a vile. Exactly. Vile Vile weed. weed. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Round four, question number four, your category and your episode title is The Opposite. Christmas like the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) Who said the following quote? I'm telling you this guy is Bonkos. He really is. Oh, I I can lock in. All right, Steven, talk it out. Is Bonkos? Well, I think I'm going to get this one because we've already had a question about the opposite. So I know it's the um, the episode where Kramer takes the coffee table book for coffee tables on Regis and Kathy Lee, and that sounds like something Regis says. So I'm going to go with the Regis Philbin. And Mike, what did you say? Uh, I also said Regis. I, I think I would have gotten there without if it hadn't come up previously, because I can just picture Regis saying it on the episode. But yeah, it's Regis. Regis Philbin is a correct answer. And that brings us to the end of our regular game. Your scores going into the wager round. Mike has an even 100 points. Steven has a lead at 142 after acing round four. Nicely done, Steven. Well done. Thank you. Here's how your wager round is going to work. I am going to give you three episode titles. Each title corresponds to a question about that episode. You can wager your points up to as many as you've accumulated up till this point in any fashion that you want. So your wager round is all about Chris's favorite episodes. These are all iconic episodes from Seinfeld. And I'm going to give you your three category titles, and you can wager based on those alone. Category one episode title is The Bubble Boy. Episode title number two is The Strike. Episode title number three is The Red Dot. Lock in your wagers and text those over to me. Again, that is going to be The Bubble Boy, The Strike, and The Red Dot. I almost texted the group chat by mistake. (laughs) Steven would not complain. (laughs) No, I feel like I've given you some extra information this time, too. Oh, you definitely, yeah. All right, and wagers are locked. Question number one, your category and your episode title is in The Bubble Boy. The Bubble Boy, no, not Jake Gyllenhaal, 
is one of the most memorable episodes of Seinfeld. The Bubble Boy's father is Donald Sanger, and he drives a truck that transports what beverage? I can lock it in. Oh, I think I can lock in. We're going to go answer by answer, and we're going to go wager by wager. So we'll start with Mike. Mike, what was your wager on this question? I wagered 40. And what is your answer? For some reason, I feel like it's Yoo-Hoo. Steven, what was your wager? I wagered 48. And what was your answer? I also answered Yoo-Hoo. And those are both correct answers. So coming out of question number one, Steven with a wager of 48, that brings his total up to 190 points. Mike, up to 140. Damn, I was so happy that I got that that I ended up losing ground. (laughs) (laughs) Question number two, your category title, your episode title was in The Strike. This season nine episode features the return of Festivus, George's fake charity, The Human Fund, as well as the reveal that Kramer had been on strike for 12 years from what company? Lock it in. All right, Mike, how much did you wager? Uh, I wagered 40 on this one as well. And your answer? Uh, H&H Bagels. Steven, what was your wager? I wagered 47. And your answer? H&H Bagels. Your score is right now 237 for Steven, 180 for Mike. And we go to question number three. And the episode title is The Red Dot. What Supreme Court justice does George invoke when telling the cleaning woman she can't tell anyone about the sex they had? I, I'm going to lock in. <laughs> All right, Mike is locked in. Steven, talk it out. Uh, so, I don't remember this quote, but there is kind of one... Uh, Hmm. Unfortunately, I put points in this one. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to say Clarence Thomas. Steven's locked in Clarence Thomas. Mike, what did you say? Actually, hold on. Steven, what was your wager? Oh, I should have said that first. Uh, 47. All right, Mike, what was your answer? Uh, I... It was the it was the obvious one. It would have been fairly current around that time because he was a uh, that was early nineties and he was a Bush appointee. Uh, I also said Clarence Thomas. And what was your wager? I wagered the rest. I wagered twenty. And Clarence Thomas is a correct answer. Nicely done to both participants. I think you both just swept the wager round. And tonight you're champion. With a, a it, it comes out to be a commanding lead, but it was a close game the entire time. Steven, 284 to 200. Nicely done, sir. Well done, Steven. All right. Since, since I won, I'll go ahead. I'll give you the lead in for the George quote so you can get it off. All right. Thank it's you. It comes to my attention that you and the cleaning woman have engaged in sex on your office desk. Was that wrong? <laughs> Should we not have done that? I got to plead ignorance here. <laughs> I mean, if somebody had told me. Yeah, if you, if you had told me, if anyone had told me. <laughs> You're fired. Any leaves in the Christmas season? <laughs> oh, man. It was, <laughs> that kept going through my head, but also the other thing that kept going through my head was, I didn't want the change, Georgie. I wanted the <laughs> cash. Cash. <laughs> I wanted the cashmere. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. Oh. Are there any more, any more Seinfeld references or impressions we want to make before this episode ends? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, we, we, could prob- we could probably do an entire si- side episode just of it. I was, um, I mean, obviously, they're kind of like the... I would say probably most well-known Seinfeld episodes, but I was a little like 
you know, the contest didn't show up and the marine biologist didn't show up and the suit Nazi didn't show up. So I, the context I thought about, but like everything, I went back and watched the episode and it's just, it's so memorable. It felt oh, like yeah. anything I would have done out yeah, of a contest a would have been just too easy. The, uh, yeah, exactly. What do you do? Glamour? I mean, like that's, <laughs> what do you pull from that episode? Oh gosh, that terminology. Oh, what I just said was terrible. Oh God. <laughs> I pulled a lot from that episode. Oh, John Not that there's F. Anything wrong Kennedy Junior. Junior. <laughs> it was John John. It was John John. Featuring, oh, I think that's, that's featuring Daphne from Frasier, right? That's correct. that's right. Yeah, she's the virgin. You're horrible, all of you. <laughs> uh, to, I mean, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> to my mind, I still don't think there's anything better than Kramer. Walking out of the apartment and two minutes later coming back, slamming the money on the counter. I'm out. I'm out. It's the woman across the street. Watch out. She's a temptress. She's going to get you. She's going to get you next. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm in the contest. I'm dating a virgin. Through the spring. <laughs> Something's got to give. All right. So I'm, I'm actually going to make a bit of a controversial statement, though, potentially. Mm -hmm. As much as everything has moved away from the laugh track and the whole thing like that. Like that's more the modern version of television. I genuinely think that moment is served by the laugh track. Oh, it totally I is. Act, I, it, it, it elevates it even more as you watch, as you just like hear the people that were watching that just realize what just happened and just absolutely erupt in laughter. Like, well, there's a they're delay. All just like it's a live audience. It takes when them are they going to stop laughing? Yeah. So we can do <laughs> Was it done in front of a live audience? Seinfeld, yeah, yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the laughter is a solid minute after he does. It's got to be a solid <laughs> minute after he does. Oh yeah, it's so good though. It's so oh, damn yeah. the entire show. Like, there's not an episode of that show I will not bust out laughing. I love. I don't know about you guys, but the the one with the cigar store Indian is one of my favorite episodes. I love oh, that. It's so funny. I I still I um, I with the. Free admission that I'm a terrible human being. I still occasionally go, "Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you?" <laughs> you can't t give something and then take it back. <laughs> what are you, a <laughs> person who does that? Whatever, <laughs> take it <God>. back. <laughs> oh my god! And, and again, so <laughs> so much of that show could in no way ever be done. No chance, but it's well, you still never do that. Not that there's anything wrong with that episode, which at the time it was hugely progressive, but for sure. Yep. Yeah. Wait a minute. Who doesn't want to wear the ribbon? <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking, aren't I? I support it. I just don't want to wear the ribbon. <laughs> you got my number off of an AIDS walk list. <laughs> oh, man. I do love that show. I love that show. That show was just fantastic. Well, everybody, that has been another episode of. Oh my god, I almost said boozy bracketology. <laughs> I was, I could, I was literally could hear you saying it as you were going into it. I was like, oh, this is his boozy bracketology delivery. Everyone, <laughs> oh lord, <laughs> it's the burden of having a podcast empire. God damn it! Stop it, <laughs> everyone. That has been another episode of the. Po the mm. <laughs> Everyone, that's where his head now. <sighs> sorry, sorry. Craig. I have the yips. He's <laughs> <laughs> got the yips. Oh, I gotta pull a Kenny Banya here. Hold on. That's gold, Jerry. Gold, <laughs> gold, Jerry. Gold. Everyone, want to go to Menya's? Ovaltine. Why do they call it Ovaltine? The cup is round. The jar is round. They ought to call it Round Team. <laughs> I almost asked what kind of suit did he get, but that seemed easy too, so. Or what brand suit it was. No? No. I'm actually drawing a blank on that one. Yeah. The Armani suit. Oh, the Armani suit. Yeah, yeah. Any Anything with fashion, like, just goes in one ear and out the other for me. <laughs> there was that. There was... Oh, I didn't. I, did I ask a question? The episode with the uh, where Elaine is sleeping head to toe with the guy that does the wake up calls. No, there was no question <laughs> about that episode. 
Yeah. So that's the one where Jerry orders just the salad and he has to hide the mutton in it. Yeah, the mutton and the napkins. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah, that's right. Isn't that the isn't it, that's the one, like the wake up call. Something happens with George of the Yankees that episode, too. What is George's plot during that one? It's not the one where he's giving him the cotton uniforms. It's something else. I can't remember what he does. No, it's not the Paul O'Neill episode either. Although that episode's hilarious. Promised him three home runs? <laughs> is it... Next thing you got to catch a ball in your cap. <laughs> is it the one with Danny Tartable? No, that's the cotton uniforms, isn't it? That is the, that's okay, the cotton that is uniforms. The cotton right, yeah, Danny. I can't remember what George's plot is in that one. I don't mean it's either. always tough when they have like the one plot that doesn't dovetail. Right. That's not the one where the, the girl with the mutton is that Elaine's like like cousin or something like that. Yeah, because she has Grandma Nana's napkins, so it's yes. her cousin. <laughs> yeah, Elaine that's right. ends up wearing the jacket later and gets attacked by dogs. Yep. Yes. It's a great episode. <laughs> that's a great episode of television. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone, that's been another episode of the Pub Trivia Experience. Find us on Instagram or Twitter at Pub Trivia Experience. No. Find us on Instagram or Facebook at Pub Trivia Experience on Twitter at Pub Trivia Pod. PubTriviaExperience.com. You want to be a part of the show? PubTriviaExperience at gmail.com, and we will get you on for the Pub Trivia Experience. I have been Chris. I'm Mike. And I'm Steven. What is the deal with lasagna? Have a good night, everybody. A million quotes and you made up a what is the deal with lasagna? (laughs) I know. What was that? is longer and less interminable than watching the English patient. <laughs> I don't think I let's not be over dramatic here. Come on. And by the way, sex in a tub, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. <laughs> Elaine, you're fired. Great, I'll see you in the car. <laughs> Let me go see if that Bob Cobb is on curb, because I feel like he was. Yes, Bob Cobb is both on Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm. There's there are different people, but there's a character on Seinfeld named Bob Cobb. There's a character on Curb named Bob Cobb. The one on Curb is the one that invented the Cobb salad. That's pretty funny. The best Curb Seinfeld joke is the episode where Larry has to return pants that he's wearing, which is one <laughs> of those things that was in the Kramer reality book that never made sense. Right, exactly. The very pants that I was on my way to return. Elaine, that's brilliant. But that happens to Larry because he has uh, he's in the changing room where the fire drill goes off and he ends up taking the just like leaving because it takes too long. So he has to return pants that he's wearing because of the pants that that's... he was wearing. He's left in the changing room. Holy shit. There's a new Tremors movie. The last Tremors movie. Really? Yeah. Tremors Streaker Island. <laughs> Although I do not see... The one with obligatory nudity. Yeah, I'll take it. Because it has one of my favorite George lines in all of Seinfeld. Oh, I, 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 I'm I, almost 100% sure I know exactly which line you're talking about, and I 100% agree. Oh, it's it's just brilliant. It's it's It's... It's the pause right before it that just yep. really, like... <laughs> it, like, they give you time to realize he's formulating his lie. Exactly. It's it's just, it's delivered so perfectly. And it's it's the essence of George captured in that yep. one moment. And that's like season two when they're still locking George in. That might, that's very paramount to that character from then on. It, it, exa- exactly. It's, yeah, it's definitely, I didn't think it was quite that early, but it's definitely one of the earlier isn't it? I feel like it's. I, I think mean, it's season Elaine's three. I don't think it's season two. It could be. I think it's, that, you might be I think right. it's the first full season. You're probably right. It's probably season three because season one, George is just a Woody Allen impression. Right. Exactly. That's he's still kind of finding his his 
footing mm-hmm. in season two. At season three is when when all of them. Season three is when he starts just doing a Larry David impression. In the right, day. right, exactly. Yeah. Serenity now, insanity later. <laughs> so I feel like I feel like I should temporarily uh, turn on video to show you guys that I have a little. I'll just I'll just describe it to you. Uh, based on that last question, I have a little tiny Festivus pole on my desk. I keep it I keep it year round because I, I celebrate Festivus year round. But it actually has little but it's like little gag gift that I got. But it has little buttons at the bottom that if you press them, they play different different Jerry Stiller quotes from that episode. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's pretty fantastic. It's Festivus on December twenty third to get a leg up on the competition. <laughs> you are so good looking you are so good looking well this episode is not going to be short on Seinfeld references or content that's good to know yeah you can take all this shit and put it at the end on a tag that's the plan throw it wherever you want <laughs> and we've had to restrain ourselves vis-a-vis the red dot I'd like to point out yes <laughs> <laughs> 